0: Welcome to Let's Talk About Recovery, a series of talks with Professor Johanna Ivers and recovery coach and founder of The Recovery Hour, Sandra Losty. This series of talks has its origins in an International Women's Day collaboration with the professor and the recovery coach, where they talked about the point at which the science and the lived experience meets. Hello and welcome. Um, So this week is quite a different spin on the talks that we've been doing, myself and Sandra, Sandra's on her holidays and I had been on my holidays so we both decided um that or pretty much Sandra decided that we would do this task where we would each ask each other a set or a series of questions and then we'd answer those questions so that we can I suppose tell a little bit more about ourselves or get a bit of insight into how the both of us arrived at, you know, me being in in, in science and, and being a professor and, and Sandra's own journey through recovery. So the format, I guess, is that we've each given each other an envelope and there are three questions in the envelope and we will ask answer those questions. Um, so I suppose here we go. She had told me not to un- open it until I'm ready to do the talk. Um, So just to get ready. So uh, yeah, question I get a lot. What got you into the field of addiction? Um, Well, I suppose what got me into addiction and just to say that I've only ever worked in addiction, my whole career has been focused on addiction. All of my training has focused on that. So um, yeah, I, I was... A student for a long time let's say that so 14 years of of a consecutive training where i never took a break and went from one degree to another and i suppose i'm now here um professor of addiction um, at trinity college in the school of medicine um so what got me involved is uh, very personal i suppose in the sense that i and i've said this before you know um When I was growing up, I, you know, I grew up in the North Inner City. I'm from the North Inner City and incredibly proud of that. But when I was growing up there, I was exposed to a lot of drug use um, and a lot of addiction. So people I loved, people I hung around with, people I went to school with, people in my community. Huge amount of drug use and with drug use, then a high percentage of addiction and i suppose i kind of knew very early on the reasons why people use drugs i mean lots of people use drugs recreationally Uh, and again just to give you the figures that 85 percent of people who use drugs use them recreationally and tend not to have an issue but i suppose where i grew up that other 15 percent that go on to develop a dependency or a problem um I was kind of exposed to a huge amount of that. And as I say, people I I, I cared about and loved and, and still love and, and some of whom have gone on to get recovery and unfortunately some of whom haven't. So I suppose very early on, I wanted to do something about that. I would have developed an empathy and an understanding for why people use drugs and um, why it is that, you know, what are the, the factors that lead to recovery or lead to addiction? And, and we know this, we know that trauma is highly correlated um, with people going on to develop a dependence or an addiction, lack of opportunity, poverty. Um, so all of the things that were kind of happening in the city and the north inner city where I grew up um No surprises then were leading to uh, people to go on to become addicted. And as I say, these were people I cared deeply about and and understood and wanted better for. Um, So I developed this um, empathy and understanding and that kind of fueled me on. And people that grew up with me and, and know me well will know that my educational journey started very young really, you know, kind of after school and um, after leaving cert and whatever, the bit of a gap and then straight in there. So I, I was driven by this want and need to um, do something about uh, addiction. Um, and it's funny because in the early days, I had my eye on the prize of getting people into treatment. You know, that was the goal. It was about, I kind of thought that it was about access and that if people had more access to more treatment then you know we'd be on to a winner and that's true to a certain degree but in terms of my journey what happened to me was I was and I did that I, I did um, my degree my psychology degree and I I um, focused on getting in and I worked in the HSC and I worked in the clinics and I absolutely loved being in that space. I worked in coolock I worked in Ballymoon Uh, I worked in Blanchardstown, I worked in the north inner city. And basically, my job was to develop what we would say now as recovery pathways for people. So getting them into treatment, doing a care plan, following up on that care plan and um, making sure that, you know, people were getting the supports that were available to them. Just to say, like always, there was a shortage um, of supports. But still, I really loved that space. And I loved being in that kind of because, again, they were people I, you know, really understood. And I always knew that that easily could have been, you know, me and I could be in that space. So I always got that relativity. And that's obviously the foundation of empathy, isn't it? But anyway, so I loved that space and I really thought this is it. This is what I always want to do. And then. It was coming up in 2008. Um, It was coming up um, to Christmas and it just happened that a number of people I was working with had a high number of people that I was working with had died, um, you know, that they had overdosed and died. And I had a bit of a, I suppose, crisis of consciousness and kind of decided well kind of reflected on what are we doing and what is this you know about and I mean treatment is one thing but like people are dying and we can't even you know keep them alive so something's not working Um, and I really I suppose I it was a real period of of questioning for me and introspection and I'm a big believer in timing and I'm a big believer in serendipity so when timing and look you know collide um, so I was working in Ballymont at the time, and I always, suppose, had an interest in research. A, a lot of people hate research; or they're, you know, they don't like the statistics, and I kind of liked it. Um, and I met uh, Professor Joe Barry, um, who is obviously quite a well-known guy. Uh, he was doing a study in Ballymont looking at uh, alcohol use amongst opiate dependent uh people who had an opiate dependent so he was looking for people to uh get involved with that and i thought you know what this could be a bit of a break um for you know of where i'm at and and kind of refocus me um and i was still working in the hc and it was a hc project so i kind of got involved and I really, really enjoyed it. And it kind of flipped the switch for me because what happened to me was I realized that actually, you know, I, I, I'd, I'd enjoyed this space and I really loved it. And I thought I was helping and supporting people when, you know, they most needed it, but it, something had happened and it wasn't working anymore. So I think I realized then that I am not as effective as I could be in that one-on-one um, and, and, that maybe if I flip the switch, and I try to understand this from a population level. So I tried to understand as a group of people, what do you know, people who develop dependence and addiction need. So um, the rest is kind of history. I I, I then joined Joe Barry's team at at the School of Medicine in Trinity. And I started doing uh, so I did this couple of national studies did the you know, evaluation of, of the treatment services, a couple of, of different evaluations. And I realized, yeah, you know what? This is where I need to be. This is what I need to understand. And I quickly understood that there were a number of elements. There was the biopsychosocial is something we talk about. So the biological and the physical uh, body, um, the psychological, so the mental health and, and and how people kind of, you know, develop dependency. Um, and sustain uh, or stay in that area. And then the social issues. So what are the social and environmental issues that contribute to addiction? And we talked about them um, a second ago. So I realized then that this is my commitment. You know, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to understand. And this is where I can hopefully be as effective or most effective as I can be. So I suppose that's my long-winded way of telling you how I got into research and then knowing that I wanted to be in research and academia I then decided that I want to be you know I want to go on the professorial track so you know in order to do that you have to do a PhD and you well in my school you do so I um went on my PhD and I did it in what I talked about biopsychosocial measures. So I looked at, you know, the brain, the body um, and the psychological and the social issues that contributed to addiction. And I just, I suppose I, I I found what I think is a space that I can be most effective in. So that's been kind of my journey um, here and hopefully will go on to do bigger things. Um, But as I say, my commitment and my kind of drive is to understand people in that holistic way, to understand what is going on in the biological or physical body, um, including the brain and, and, and the psychological kind of elements, how it is that as a society, we can do better and create more opportunities and then obviously understanding people in the environment that they come from so yeah i mean it's broad but it's it's my absolute commitment so yeah that's how i got here um and why i want to stay i guess um what's the next one then well sorry i've i've done a bit of a butcher's job the next one was what's involved in becoming a professor but i i said i think i've answered that well what was involved for me so normally someone would do a degree a masters maybe two masters and then do a phd and then you know get on the professorial track in trinity there's a bit of a commitment you have and i think it's the same the other institutions um so you have to focus on your research you have to focus on your teaching and then you have to focus on what we call contribution to community and college So, again, just in terms of Trinity then to, you know, I suppose what's involved there is I have a research program. And as I say, I look at the biological, psychological and, you know, the brain, body environment stuff. Um, I developed a master's course in addiction recovery. So I'm very committed to that. That's postgraduate uh, master's course, which has been here for a few years now, coming on five. Um, I teach on the medical degree. So I teach first meds, um, second meds, research, uh, bits and bobs. And uh, in my discipline, which is public health, we train or we are responsible for a lot of the teaching for the fourth year medical students. So that's my teaching program. And then in terms of um, engagement to college, I'm the dean of, of civic engagement. So that's my I've got a whole uh, program around that and and what I plan and, and, and want to, for the college to kind of do. um, And um, again, I, I would say that I'm someone, or I hope I am anyway, that's very much connected to the recovery community and that advocacy piece in terms of advocating for better service and access and conditions for people and, in addiction who want to be uh in recovery so you know both the college government and that kind of stuff so i suppose that's the the kind of the what a professor does and i hope i've answered sandra's question which is uh what it takes what i'm her final question then is what are you most excited for in the future um I think in, in terms of addiction um, and recovery, well, I suppose the latter, I, I have been most excited for this movement in recovery that we've experienced. And I suppose this is part of what me and Sandra are doing. But that, that collaboration that's happened with science and, um, and lived experience, where people are joining their forces, being really good at what they do and driving the recovery movement along. And it has created a community, a local community, a national community and and an international or a global community. And there's a recovery movement. There is a group uh, or, you know, many groups, but a big cohort of people that are pushing for recovery to be part of the agenda. And so that people have the supports that they need and that they can, you know, get the level of access to care and, and they can showcase uh, their recovery. So I'm most, um, I have been most excited by that, that kind of drive that we've got that, you know, not accepting these kind of patches of, of treatment where people have and, and celebrating people that wanting to drive and, and, and celebrate people and showcase recovery in all its glory. Um, Cause like I say, we, we, we've known it for decades, but we've kind of, hit it under a bushel, and it's about shining a light on that. And it's about taking responsibility for all of our parts in it. So what can we do to kind of bring people along, pay it forward and get things done? So I'm really excited about that. Within that then, I suppose I'm, and we've talked about this, I'm quite excited for that development of that peer model because we're starting to see a science emerge around um, recovery coaches. And the placement of recovery coaches across the health system from, you know, A&E or emergency rooms or, you know, in local community services, um, you know, in hospitals, um, in the community. So I'm, I'm really excited about the development of the science around recovery coaching. Um, And then I am very interested in, as I say, the development of the neurobiological piece for me, Um, like for my own self and my research agenda. I suppose I'm really excited for what's coming out of there. Um, It is an emerging field. Um, There's lots of exciting stuff. So I suppose I've I've lots to be excited about. Um, So they're the things, as I say, this global movement of people. The science of you know the lived experience and all of the benefits that that brings, and then the neurobiological um, research is something that just fires me up. I just I really like it. I think we've lots to learn there, um, and yeah, it just it really excites me. So I hope that kind of answers Sandra's treat well her three questions, and I hope people. Um, enjoy the talk it's certainly you know a massive loss to be here on my own and just be talking into a screen i i really look forward to having sandra back so thanks everybody for your time and i just want to say as well while i have the opportunity thank you so much for all the kind support positive comments and encouragement that people are giving us it's really really um heartening and and thank you You've been listening to Let's Talk About Recovery with Professor Johanna Ivers and recovery coach Sandra Losty.